welcome to the Broom in the Tree podcast, where you get to listen to my conversations with renowned experts in all aspects of event management. My guests share with you their stories, their memories, their tips, tricks, and even some behind-the-scenes insights so that your next event, from a candlelit dinner to a wedding for thousands, creates beautiful memories. My name is Nikki Kennedy, and I get to help make people's dreams come true. Right, let's chat about Decor in this chapter. Firstly, I'd like to introduce you to Hilary Moore from the Decor Room, and she's going to join us in just telling us and teach us how to bring your dreams into reality. Hill, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you started and what made you join the industry. I had a background of legal work for 28 years and then decided to take a walk on the wild side and go into admin at a decor company. That lasted about three days and then I suddenly found myself doing sales and my job just sort of got bigger and bigger and bigger and I got more involved in decor. And over the years, it's been an amazing career to have. And then at the grand age of 62, I decided it was time to change my career again and actually open my own business, doing the coordination of decor and design of functions. And that's where I am today. Seven years later, uh, the Decor Room is a well-established company. It's a great company. We have a fantastic team, 12 of us in total, and uh, we have fun day after day. That's awesome. And he'll tell me what, what creates an event. I mean, where does it come? Who decides what decor has to happen at a, for a function? Well, it's very, very varied because we do a lot of corporate work. And obviously, we then get our briefings mostly from event managers, event coordinators. They'll bring us in and say, we have a function for 300 people or 500 or 1,000. They want to do a gala dinner. And very often, they have a theme that's already there, the theme for the conference. And then we tend to work around that, develop and grow it. And uh, we then produce the design for the decor. We coordinate everything, we supply all the decor, we go in and set it up and then the client has a great function hopefully and then we go in and we clear it up as if it would never have happened in the beginning at all. So with the idea, does the venue itself determine what kind of decor you could have? You know, you've obviously got various types of tables and seating and what and how does it work? Venues are... A great contribution towards what we can do in the form of decor, you know, whether we have to drape walls, cover them with backdrops, whether we use the different tables that they have or bring them in. But it's also an amazing thing because you can take a very basic room that has got nothing in it and you can turn it into an absolute fantasy, bringing um, an island theme in with backdrops and Sometimes you work with things like indoor functions, outdoor functions. We work in marquees. It's just an open thing. It's as far as your imagination goes or our imaginations and as far as the client's budget. That's really what dictates so much to us. Okay, so you say your imagination versus the client's. You know, if I give everybody the same ingredients to bake a cake, we're going to get a different cake. Every time. So who wins? What takes precedence? You know, yes, client is budget, client is king. But surely the creativity will push a little bit more? The creativity, it does. It definitely does. And I think a lot depends on the relationships. We found over the years in our business, we tend to develop relationships. And that is what it is. We can talk to the client. We listen. It's very, very important to listen to what the client wants. Because we can go in and we can bulldoze our way through and give you a function that's not really what you wanted. But if we listen to you, 
We will hear exactly what you're wanting and we will deliver what you want. You may not know 100% what you want, but as the time goes along and we, we do, you know, we're doing the drawings and we're talking the concept, we set the tables up, so eventually we get to exactly what it is that you want. Okay, so now we've got a theme, we've got a venue, we've got some tables. And I want this elaborate thing with all these beautiful candles and these open flames and And we're going to like say, that. Whoa unless you've got the fire brigade on standby, it's very, very dangerous. So it's quite a difficult thing to be able to say to a client, What you want is great, but we need to work it in such a way that it falls within health and safety requirements. It's very, very important today. We are so conscious of um, health and safety in everything that we do. And open flame is just an absolute no-no in our lives. Our company does not do anything with an open flame. Everything is contained in some sort of vase or glass or cylinder. We use a lot of fairy lights that are battery operated. Mm. So, yeah, open flame, gone. No, Have no. a bra. Have a okay. bra. So then would you recommend that we rather use a lot more flowers instead of the candles? Again, Is that not a more expensive way to go? Again, it depends. You know, you can do the most amazing arrangements with flowers and you can work lots of candles in them. But again, they're all in some sort of container. So don't get me wrong. We do use lots of candles, but they are all contained. But we can do things with very, very simple flower arrangements. Uh, we don't have to spend a fortune. We can also very cleverly use different pieces of styling so that we can use an unusual vase or an unusual, you know, we trawl around a lot looking for things. We, Michelle, for example, does a lot of shopping. She's the greatest spender ever. But she comes up with beautiful ideas that we can use. And you might find you've got a beautiful table and there's this exquisite snail that's been put there. I know it sounds a bit of an odd thing, but you've no idea how beautifully that can work within your decor. We use base plates and we use beautiful serviette details. Uh, we have a very, very talented stylist, Virginia, who makes the most exquisite details that you could put onto your table. And we use colored glasses sometimes. We use table runners. There, there's just so many things that we can do to create the decor without having to spend huge amounts of money on flowers. And in all of this, would you, obviously we would have done a, a mock-up or a storyboard for the client to approve everything prior to going out and putting it all together. Yes, we do do that. We generally do a mood board and we, again, we do, we take pictures, we work on styling pieces that we have, we set a table up and we then send that to the client to have a look at And Very often they, they approve it or they'll say, can we do something a little bit different? And then once everything is organized, they then come in and we actually show them the final look and feel of the table that they're going to have. And that, funny enough, is one of the things that we find very important with a bride because it doesn't matter what anybody says. There's no bride that remembers every detail of the wedding table. So we find we try and we create that for her beforehand so that she's got that memory of that beautiful table and then we do with the actual setup on the day of the wedding. Uh, talking about brides, I remember doing a function with you in the Kruger Park for this bride who had everything right down to a T. Tell us a little bit about that particular wedding. That one is probably one of the dreams come true kind of weddings. It was done in a private lodge in the game reserve and we went and we spent about a week there setting up the function. We turned a game reserve into the most magical fairy tale ever. We had crystals hanging from trees, we had this uh, beautiful open area that the reception was being held in. 
and it was draped and the chairs were beautifully done. The, the fabric was woven into the chairs. There were beautiful flowers worked into all of these things. The reception, when you walked in, every guest signed a beautiful guest book and received Swarovski crystal gifts. It was just absolutely beautiful. It was just everything anybody could have wanted. But of course, then there was the other side, which nobody really saw, where we had to, we weren't allowed to go anywhere without a game ranger because there were, I don't quite know which animal it was, it so was a cheetah the, or something the, like that. The cheetahs and the lions were roaming. Yes, and the, <laughs> but the cheetahs had a bad habit of um, getting onto the roof of the various cottages in the evening, as it got darker, they would then come down onto the onto the portico. And if you left your cottage without a game ranger, the chances are this cheetah would fly off and you'd be confronted with this wild animal. It was horrendous, but also so much fun. Well, that just brings me to the one part where obviously now close to the time the wedding is the next day. And these, everything was taken forever. So we had to be out of the game lodge by 9 o'clock out of the main gates. So sort of at 8 o'clock, you say, guys, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. We're running out of time. So let's leave Hillary and I think two drapers. <laughs> you guys, yeah. And the rest of us left. So we leave them. The one draper is doing his little thing and they all go and sleep in wherever it is. Hillary's now sleeping in the, was the, in the kitchen, the kitchen <laughs> where we had our prep room and everything. We locked in. And she could just hear these things on the roof. <laughs> The guys were sleeping in the cottage next door where everything had been pulled out of the function room so we could use it. And they're hearing the same cheetahs. So you've got all of this. But so that was the one side of it. And then the other side was obviously the lions. While we're doing the setup, the guys all suddenly jumped into the cars. We said, guys, come on, we've got work to do. We're going nowhere. The lions were sitting right outside their car. They were going nowhere. So... You've got your pitfalls and your challenges. There's so many things where you think just decor is decor. Mm -hmm. I remember one of the things, the, we had these drapers and we were working late at night and we had a couple of the game rangers sitting there watching us. And uh, it, it was just the most incredible experience being there in the dead of night and just working all the way through and finally getting every single thing finished. It was absolutely beautiful. But it was a, it was a real fun one to do, but lots of hard work. And then the clearing up and everything like that, and then trying to go back to your lodge where we were staying, and then finding that there were elephants blocking the road. Well, you just had to wait until they decided to move out. So yeah, that was a that was a very interesting one to do. It was hard work, but it was so rewarding. enjoyable and, and rewarding. Mm. And then there's also been some amazing functions where you've had reveals, beautiful reveals that can just challenge the mind we did we've done a few really really good reveals one of them we did we worked in a place called uh, in a small town frankfurt in the free state and that was the 21st anniversary of an agricultural company and what they did was they wanted us to convert a, a huge warehouse into a concert hall they put up pallets on the side of these things and i'll never forget it the roof was we were working at 16 meters high on um, sort of like cherry picker kind of equipment and the guys draped the walls and they draped the roof and we hung chandeliers and then we created a stage with uh, proper theatrical curtains and we worked with a company in Johannesburg, um, Ease Millinery, 
they do all the stage curtaining and they brought in a guy and they made the most incredible velvet curtaining for us. As I say, 16 meters high and it was about 25 meters across. We rigged up all of this and they brought in there one of their guys from Spain who operated the curtains for me. Anyway, we got everything together and these beautiful curtains were hanging and now it was time to start the rehearsals and there was part of the Johannesburg Symphony Orchestra had been brought in to entertain the guests that night. And the orchestra were all in position and they were rehearsing and I was there with the guy who's going to operate the curtains and one of our drapers and we sort of pressed the remotes to start opening the curtains. It's all done on magnets and this curtain kept hooking and it kept hooking and it just wouldn't open properly. And this was now getting a little bit nerve-wracking. Anyway, Clinton climbed up on top of the, tr- the trusses, worked his way across and found the tiniest little knot in the thread and he managed to undo it and then all of a sudden these curtains just opened. It was absolutely magnificent. And um, by that time I was ready to throw up and I burst into tears and the organiser of the orchestra then whipped out a hanky and said, here we go, and sorted the tears out. Anyway, that night all the guests arrived and it was the most amazing thing. They arrived from full dress suit to people who came in their khaki shorts and their felt skin and everything. It was just amazing. Beautiful tables and nobody had any idea of what was behind this curtain wall. I mean, it just looked like beautiful draping. And we were sitting there, we were watching this lot, and the next thing, this curtain just opened, and it just opened beautifully and smoothly. And I can remember watching this, and I think my heart was sort of going 90 to the dozen. The orchestra started, and the applause, it was just amazing, and it was fantastic. Anyway, they finished playing and the curtains closed and then they demanded an encore. <laughs> and this gentleman and I were standing there and we said, dear God, please let these curtains open. And they opened and they did an encore and we closed them again and they closed. And then there was another encore. Well, by this time, we were just about on the floor. We were in such a state. The question is, was Clinton still on the roof? We'd, no, we had removed him. <laughs> he, he was there for a while, sort of looking at everybody down to, underneath him. But uh, it was just an amazing experience. It was just fantastic. And then to watch it, they played the Blue Danube. And I don't think there was a person in that room that didn't get up and waltz. It was just an incredible experience. It was another of the, those dream functions that you don't get very often. Well, I remember another one that we did is, it was a wedding out in Kailami, and it was the Greeks and the Lebanese. Lebanese. Okay, it was a wedding of note. Must have had over a thousand people that set up this marquee, the most exquisite dance floor that Michelle did. It was white, it had posters, it had crystals hanging down. It was just... Truly magnificent. That's right, and it had their monogram on the floor. On the floor, yeah. It was beautiful, yeah. Really, really magnificent. Food to die for. The buffets were just done so perfectly. Anyway, we also had this one section which we had about a 25-metre piece on the end of the marquee, part of the main marquee, but it had been draped off. And we had the dessert table set up behind there. It was the most unbelievable reveal as well, again with magnets and the crew and all of that. And just at one point, you know, everybody's sitting at their thing and it's, oh, I love this, I love this part of the day, call, look at this, look at this. And then suddenly there was this extravaganza of, I think we had four buffet tables, mm-hmm. 
Each one had two chandeliers hanging above the tables. It just was the most amazing decor. Yeah. When the lights went on, it was just superb. It was, you know, you sort of look at it and one second later, it's it's gone. Mm. And it was there the whole time. Nobody even knows. So that's just another part of the draping for me that was so amazing. It was seamless. Yeah. I think reveals are absolutely magical because people don't often see them. What I always find so incredible is that one moment you've got this wall of, of fabric that's there and the next thing it just drops. And it is so fast that you can't actually believe what's happening and then you just suddenly see what is behind it. You know, when you talk about reveals, it was that one and then we did another one in Zambia where it was the guests arrived and they were all standing on the balcony having pre-drinks and everything like that and it was just this beautiful evening and everything was black uh, what they didn't realize was that about three meters away from the balcony was this reveal that we'd put up. And uh, because we had no structure to actually do the reveal, our team was sitting in trees and they were holding this reveal up with ropes and pulling like crazy. And the ropes were tied around the trees and everything like that. And uh, then what we do is the reveals actually work with magnets. And uh, at the right moment, there was a stage that was beautifully done. And as the music came and the lights came up and everything, so they clicked the magnets and the whole thing just dropped. And the, the guests all saw this beautiful, beautiful stage. It must have been about 20 meters away from where they were. But it was amazing. But it's all so quick. You just can't believe how quick this reveal is. You almost want to practice, practice, practice so that everyone can get a chance to watch it. Mm. So but yes. also, it's always, it doesn't matter how often you do the reveals, every time. Your heart is sort of beating like crazy and your stomach is in knots and you're just saying, I hope it works, I hope it works. You can practice <laughs> all day long, but it's that final bit. What happens if it doesn't work? It's that last one. Oh, the crew are just fantastic because that fabric is gone before you can even blink an eyelid. They are so quick with the way they get rid of it. Yeah, no, I must say for me, it really does create a whole lot of magic. Okay, so we sort of, towards the end, tell me, why do you do events? What makes it just the most amazing thing to do? It's a passion. I think that's the only way you can describe it. But the absolute pleasure and joy of creating something beautiful for somebody and making their dreams come true, I think is what is so fantastic. Just to give you an example, today we are doing, we've done a birthday lunch for a lady who turned 40 and the briefing that we got was she wanted something beautiful. She wanted something that didn't, she didn't want things that all matched. And Michelle created two long tables for this lady with beautiful runners. We chose flowers. I spent most of yesterday morning at the market looking for different flowers, but beautiful roses and tulips and ranunculus, all the spring flowers. Then we've used a mix of um, base plates and serviettes with flowers and different botanicals and things like that. The message we got from the lady is, wow, this is beautiful. Makes it worth it. And I think that's what it's about. You know, it's a full circle. You do the births, you do the, the bar mitzvahs. We're good at funerals the... too, you know. Oh, We've done a few of those. And you know what? Everything in life is a celebration. And, you know, sometimes the decor needs to be over the top and sometimes just gentle. Very, and very simple. And that's exactly what it is. And everything, I assume, would work to budget and you can just... Make it what it is. Yeah, and most of the time we do come in on budget. We don't have a problem in our particular business of discussing money because it's much easier if you know what you're going to spend and you're comfortable with it. 
we, again, I'm not happy with a bride paying for her wedding for the next two years. She needs to know that she's got the money now, pay for it, and then she can get on with the rest of her life. I'd rather have a fridge than a huge expense at the end. Exactly, yeah, and you don't need debt. So everything with decor is beautiful, but it needs to fit into your life. There's obviously a whole lot of tools of the trade that you need to use. Do you just work with basically the step ladders? What's your thing? Are there any safety protocols that happen? How would you go about booking what's needed for each function? Every job that we do, we obviously have to analyze what the needs are. So sometimes we can work just on the ground. Other times, basic step ladders. Then we use a lot of scaffolding. We bring in cherry pickers or scissor jacks, which are amazing machines because you can sort of drive yourself around the venue. You know, the crew get lifted up to the right heights to work. And those are the main things that we use. Then we use equipment. We use framework when we hang up the draping. So those are on uh, big bases and poles and cross beams and the draping gets put onto that and we use a, a gun called a tagging gun, which everybody seems to love. And we attach the draping to that. And when everything's in position and well secured, again, bearing in mind health and safety, we can lift up the draping to about six, eight or 10 meters, depending on the area that we're working in. So the, those are the basic things that we use. And then obviously the crew have to have their hard hats. We have to have harnesses when we work at certain heights. We work with safety shoes. And then we do things like um, everybody loves having their cell phones in their pockets with um, earphones and listen to music. And of course, that's one of the things that we don't allow because if the lighting or rigging people are working with chains and things like that and we're working around them, if something gets dropped, or then obviously you can't hear it. So we're very, very definite that you're not allowed to have anything in your ears, that you must be able to hear, to follow instructions and to get out of the way quickly. So, But those are the basic things, very basic tools, but they are important. And we have to make sure all our ladders are checked regularly, uh, we have a gentleman in the office who is our health and safety officer, innocent, and he checks everything. He prepares the file. The certificates have to be issued. I'd have to sign them as the managing director of the company. It is my responsibility. And at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. Uh, we are fully paid up members with health, health and safety company. And uh, we also have workman's compensation, which covers us in the event of an accident or an incident, which we hope doesn't ever happen. Timing in setting up events, sometimes you might get a day to do it, sometimes you might get a week, which obviously is a luxury. What are the chances of getting that time frame? And also, bearing in mind you're working with technical and Dayquil's not the only supplier on an event. And, you know, when you've really got a tight timeline, how do you work it out that who's got the cherry picker, who's got the tables in place, who goes first, who, what's the right sequence? Surely, the okay, the event manager basically has a system but the teams have to work together you've got to load in you've got to set up how how does decor take preference in certain areas again it's it's one of those things that it, it depends on the relationship you have with the people that you work with so very often if there's a stage to be done it's better to let all the rigging get done f first so that the people can work they can get the equipment out of the way and once all of that is done and the floor is clear. We can move in very, very quickly and we can turn around a room in a matter of hours. However, if there's wall treatment such as draping to be done, we need to get in first. 
So we go in very, very early. We get all the wall treatment done and then we move out of the way and then the rigots can come in and they set up and they do all the lighting. And then again, we do, we bring, the venue would bring the tables in. We have everything ready. We move in, we get the linen on, we get the flowers in and we do a turnaround. Timing depends on the client. It depends on the venue. It depends on the complexity of the job. And we try to be careful that if we have a very, very tight timeline, that we don't get over ambitious in what we planning we we know we've got to deliver whatever we promise is what we have to deliver if we can get a good amount of time it's great if we've only got a matter of hours we're bringing extra crew and we plan it that way we have had jobs where we've had a week or more to set up we've had others we had one last year which was really fantastic we did the after party for the Miss South Africa pageant and that was done in Pretoria it was an amazing thing, but between the judging and the fin- the finale of the show and the turnaround for the actual after party, we had 45 minutes. And that was the most incredible experience ever to see the way the, the, uh, bleachers. the bleachers, the bleachers got sent back. Yeah, got put back and the sports place opened and we brought in tables, we brought in cloths, we brought in flowers, we brought in furniture, we set up lounge areas. The venue brought in the buffets, they brought in the bars. It was unbelievable. And in 45 minutes on the dot, they opened the doors. So what an achievement that was. I don't know if we could do it too often, but it was unbelievable. I think there's a lot of events like that. And I mean, it's only a few tables that you move in. Why um, can't you do it quickly? I mean, it really, it's a, it's a flower. It's a, it's a vase. I mean, surely that should only take two minutes to do, Hill. Yeah, and then you're doing it for three and a half or 4,000 people, so it takes a, few, a bit more than a few minutes. But you're right. It is a case of work it out, just be and, sensible. And, and that's exactly what it is. The clients will say, well, it can be done. I mean, it really, it's just putting a few things there. I think they don't realise the logistics that go behind. The and planning. The planning, yeah. the tables, the the crews, the setup area where you've actually got people running and placing. Mm. You know, we, we work with a floor plan. Everybody knows what they're doing. And if you have a job to do, get on and do it because nobody else is going to come in to do that and interfere. You have to deliver. So we all know what we're doing, but we work as a team. If you see somebody's in trouble with their section, you find somebody to go and assist them or you go and do it, you know, go and do it with them. But it, I think it's planning. Prepping, prepping, making sure everything is checked, making sure that we've got it on site, that we offload carefully, that we know where everything is and we can do it. So, yes, we can do it in anything. I'd say 45 minutes is a record for something like that. (laughs) But we do often do very, very quick turnarounds. We have conferences that finish and an hour later there's a gala dinner. So, yeah, it's done on a regular basis. Just saying with things like that, then your client bases, I'm sure you've got one or two clients that, has come back for a second time perhaps we are very very fortunate we've got a really good client base and we have a a lot of clients that use us over and over again we have some clients that work with us two or three times a year but we know every year we're going to set those events up for them we have others where we have a particular company uh, which is Winex, which i'm sure many people will have heard it's always held at the Santon convention center and that function we've been setting up for We've done 21 years of setting up of that event, and it's a very, very special one for us. Uh, we have other functions that we... Oh, Jewish Achievers, oh, you've done no, quite a Jewish few. Jewish Achievers, we've done that many times. Discovery, you've done a few things. We've done quite a lot of, we've done a lot of work for Discovery. We've done uh, work 
At the end of the day, we don't do it directly with them, but there have been events with NetBank and Old Mutual, all great companies, Standard Bank. Uh, we've done lots of roadshows. We've worked with Volkswagen. Have you done any amazing events with people like presidents, popes maybe? We have. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> we have. Um, we, this, this is not with the decor room, but the company that I was with before, which was a big family business. But uh, yes, we have set up functions for the Pope. We've done for the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, we've done for Mr. Clinton. We've done quite a few functions with Miss South Africa. And um, there's a fantastic function that we do, or that we have been very fortunate to do for a lot, quite a long time. It's called Back to School, which is a fundraiser. And uh, this is a function that raises money to support underprivileged children in schools, and they do the most incredible work. So that is a function that has probably a lot more of our hearts in it than anything else. It's definitely not going into it for the money. This is one that you do because you love it. And really, and I think that's what it's all about, is the clients keep coming back and you're only as good as your last job. Always. So obviously you're doing an amazing job because... The clients do keep coming back and really and truly, I think the clients have become more of your friend than a client. Always. Our clients are, are very, very special. Um, we have fantastic event managers that we work with. For the most part, we work with event managers and uh, yeah, we've been incredibly lucky. It's, we do great work because of them. So on a happy note, Hill, thanks so much for joining us. It was really great finding out about the different aspects on Daycore. And if anybody's interested, I'm sure you can just contact either Hillary or Michelle. Well, we have a website, thedaycoreroom.co.za, and there's either Michelle at thedaycoreroom.co.za or me, Hillary, and I'm with one L and Michelle is with two Ls. And your phone number? 082-452-4041. And you can contact me anytime. We're always happy to take calls. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was very enjoyable. My name is Nikki Kennedy, and I get to help make people's dreams come true. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.